What's going on, my people? It is your man, Jay Swan. And I'd like to welcome y'all to the Free Spirit Podcast. On the Free Spirit Podcast, I will give you the latest in entertainment, music, sports, and also give you that Free Spirit talk. Y'all stay tuned. Everybody, it is your man Jay Swan, and welcome to the 12th episode to the Free Spirit Podcast. I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, the hardworking women that take care of their sons, daughters, their families, whoever. I want to also say thank you to my mother, Barbara Swan, for being in my life throughout the whole 31 years for me. Also, my grandmother. Mary Hasty, rest in peace. Helen Swan, rest in peace, my grandmother. And Lucille Ass, who is my great-grandmother who took care of me. And I remember her buying me Papa John's pizza every time I came over to our house. And thank you, Grandma, for everything, all the ladies out there. And like Tupac said on Dear Mama, you are appreciated. And man, shout out to the ladies. And also... Shout out to this very special lady who turned 13 yesterday. My niece, my heart. She's like a daughter to me, like a little sister. I want her to strive to be great. Hamaya Swan, happy birthday, sweetheart. Continue to do great things, be great, and your uncle will always love you. And I love all my nieces. They're all special to me. Y'all all my heart. Hamaya, you have my heart, and I just want you to do great. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Now, we're going to talk about, you know, the entertainment stuff like Doctor Strange that came out over the weekend, LMA album uh, album drop, Kendrick Lamar dropped the song, and WrestleMania Backlash also happened on Sunday. I will talk about those later, but now... We're going to get into the free spare talk. We are going to talk about regrets and rejection and what hurts more. And I'm going to tell you right here now. Do not fear rejection. Rejection is like, okay, I'm going to get into that, right? I'm going to get into this, right? I'm going to tell you why. I feel like I rather did with rejection is because you're learning something, learning from something. It's like you're taking steps like you are. You're being told, no, whatever you, you know, you're doing, whether it's rapping, whatever it's basketball, whether it's, you know, you try to find that nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Trying to find that stable job, whether it's a big corporation job or working at McDonald's, wherever it is or whatever it is. Like 
You just keep on trying for real. Don't ever stop on what you're doing. Right. When you. okay, I was watching one of my favorite shows is Young Rock with the rock in it. And his first love was football. He wanted to play football. He played for the University of Miami and he it was shown that, you know, he didn't make it to the NFL. He was disappointed. He thought he was going to get drafted, but he didn't get drafted at all. And, you know, he decided to go to the CFL, you know, and he was working his way up to get where he needed to go. However, he got cut while he was like in rhythm and things. He got cut. And like he was known people like Jeff Garcia was on his team. I think Doug Flutie was on his team. And he was getting to know these people. He was building respect, building, you know, these bonds with these, you know, men. And then next thing you know, he got cut. And then, you know, it's like that rejection. That rejection, like, I'm a, you know, I'm just going to keep trying. But he realized, like, okay, I'm going to try to do something else. I try over and over again. And then he went, he told his father, like, hey, I'm going to get into the business. And his father said, that's, like, going to be the biggest mistake, right? And what they were showing, like, okay, his father was training him. And he was trained by Pat Patterson. And the next thing you know, he had his first match. And this is around like early 96 when Stone Cold, you know, one of the episodes showed Triple H, Stone Cold, Mankind, and Stone Cold with hair. And The Undertaker, they was all, you know, he was showing people respect like, hey, I mind what y'all do. I'm here, you know, to give it my all, right? And the next thing you know, he had, you know, he wasn't really getting a warm reception until like, you know, during the match. And the next thing you know, you know, he ended up winning the match. But Vince McMahon was like, you're not ready for the WWE yet, but we're going to train you. We're going to train you a little bit more. And The Rock kept on going. And and I can't wait to the next episode, but we already know the story. He got in later in 96. Became one of the first youngest Intercontinental Champions. And after that, he became this global superstar. Won the WWF, WWE titles. And he became this mega superstar. So him not going to the NFL was probably one of the best things that happened to him. But like, and he lived with that rejection of the, okay, they didn't pick me. And... You know, I kept on trying, kept on trying, but that's okay. That's okay. It's a learning process. Maybe this isn't for me. Whatever your goal is in life, you know, the universe will give you a sign. Like, hey, God, I gave it my all. I've been doing this for years, and I think I might be done. And, like, just because a door closes, it it may not be the end of it, but there's also other opportunities and another door opens. 
uh, one door closes, another one opens. Like the old saying says. Like, you know, he didn't live with no regrets. He lived with no regrets, you know, leaving the CFL for wrestling. And, you know, when you live with rejection, it's like, I know I tried. You know, I gave it my 100%. And it just wasn't for me. At least you tried. And you did, you know, something else. Whatever your heart tells you to do, you know, you just go for your heart or your intuition. But here's the thing with regrets. I feel like regrets are more hurtful, right? I feel like regrets are more hurtful because you look back, you have so many scenarios in your head like, oh, what if? What if I did try out for the... NFL. What if I did trial back in high school? I could have been the next Tom Brady. Or what if I tried, like, I should have tried out for baseball, then I would have been the next Kyle Ripken or Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Alice Rodriguez, whoever. Like, you have so many what ifs in your head and you're just wandering around for real. And, like, you're looking back 20 years, maybe even 10 years, and like, bro, you're looking back like, man, I really should have done this, and you don't want to be that person, and like, I'm the type of guy that, you know, regrets, you know, I don't really have that much re- regrets because I'm still rebuilding as a man, like, I actually try to do different things other than like, you know, what I do for like podcasts or music, writing songs like, yeah. So honestly, like I don't want to live with regrets for the rest of my life because all it is is just a bunch of what ifs. And honestly, you don't want to have regrets, in my opinion. Rejection may hurt. But at the same time, but at the end of the day, you can either keep striving for it, keep going. Like, um, I remember a story about Eminem in his early days. Like, people weren't really giving him a chance back when he was living in Detroit, and he had Infinite out, and people thought he was like, oh, he sounded like A. Z. and Nas. And they weren't taking him too serious. And he was like getting frustrated. And he went and he went over to LA, you know, for the Rap Olympics. The Rap Olympics. And he came up in second place. So he got rejected. He lost. But there was this one person that wanted a CD. He was like, yo, you got a CD? He was like, yeah, you could take it. And he just went off. That person ended up being an A&R for Interscope and Aftermath Records. And he sent that to Dr. Dre and the rest was history. Flew him out there, did My Name Is, and Slim Shady. So, let's see. That album sold like at least five to six million. Then, you know, the rest of the story. Marshall Mathers went diamond. Eminem show went diamond. So, like, don't let rejection beat you up. Michael Jordan got turned down three times. Like, got cut from the basketball team. They felt like he wasn't good enough and he will cry to his mother. He will cry. 
And the next thing you know, he got onto the team, went to play for North Carolina, and then he became one of the biggest sports sensations in all of American U.S. world history, like a global icon that changed basketball forever, and people consider him the greatest of all time. And, like, don't let rejection beat you. Use that if, you know, if rejection is like a sign telling you not this time. Try another day. Get better. Improve. Enrich your ability. Maybe it's not your time yet. For real. So I'm just going to conclude by saying don't let rejection defeat you. Use it as a motivation. Use it as a skill. Use it as the ability to improve on whatever you do. I don't care what it is. I do care, but I want you to be great. Whatever talent the universe slash God gave you. And just do great things. And when I look at like, hey, I could take rejection. Like, it's kind of like if a woman, I ask her out and she's like, I'm not interested. I'm like, okay. All right, have a nice day. She lost. Got had, like, that's just me. Like, you know, be confident in who you are. And like, just because someone tells you no. You'll get maybe a bunch of no's, whatever it is, but it's that one yes that counts. And I will be back with another segment, talk about more of the entertainment side, but just remember people, do not let rejection beat you. I will say... With me, I would rather live with rejection over regret. Because rejection can improve you, in my opinion. But I will be back. I'm going to take a brief intermission. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore tears. Let the song cry, speaking for my peers Asking myself, why am I here? These circumstances, so unfair Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore tears Let the song cry, speaking for my peers Asking myself, why am I here? Hear me out when I cry, Baltimore tears Home of- Welcome back to the Free Spare Podcast, my people It is your man, Jay Swan And we're gonna get into the entertainment side of things Yo There's a lot that went over the weekend. The Doctor Strange 2 film came out, right? Directed by Sam Raimi. And I watched it over on Saturday, I believe. It was Saturday. And, bro, um, me and my friends went to go see it. And this was like a big step up from the very first film that came out like a few years ago. And they brought back Benedict Cumberjack as Doctor Strange and guest on in the film is Elizabeth Olsen, a.k.a. Wanda, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. She's in the movie. And I got to say this, man, like right off the bat, like, yo, I felt like, honestly, this was more of a Wanda Visions Part 2 more than Doctor Strange 2. Because, like, 
really Wanda carried the movie. Like she is such a bad ass, right? She wrecks shit in this film. Like, let me tell you something, man. Like, I'ma say this right here now. She is at a god tier in my opinion. Like, she might be on the same level as like Odin. Or possibly Galactus. That's how powerful she really is. I'm not saying she's like at the one above all level. But she. Like she's dangerous in this film. Like. I know Doctor Strange is like the main guy. But he was more of like the supporting. You know. In my opinion. Like a supporting character in this film. And. I enjoy the film. Like don't get me wrong. But dang, it's not it's nothing like a letdown or anything, but I was just shocked how good this movie was. And, you know, Olsen has like a range, you know, as a range as a character in this movie. Like her range is pretty, you know, like I said, like it's on point. And I'ma say this too. In the in some scenes, like when it comes down, they had some kills in the film, right? Where it's so crazy to a point like you thought this was probably a rated R film somewhat. And this is one of the most goriest MCU films so far. Actually, no, not one of them. This is the one where people don't just get obliterated. Some people get cut in half. Some people just get, you know, not dead to sleep, like not dead sleep, but like just take them out with like one blow by uh, Wanda. And let me tell you right here now, if Thanos was in this movie for real, bro, he'd be dead in like two seconds. She was about to kill him in, in uh, what is that, Endgame. However, you know, he got saved because of his ship. But, bro, she would just kill that man in like two seconds. That's how powerful she really is. And, like, also, I want to talk about America Chavez. The young lady in the film. And she, in the beginning, didn't know how to control her powers. She's kind of like Gohan in a way. Like, the only way to unlock someone's powers in that term with her, she would have to, like, be pushed up against a wall. Or, like, you know, it was like a life-death situation. Similar to Gohan, how he first started the Dragon Ball Z when he fought Raditz. You know, but at the same time, like, yo... She needed a mentor. Doctor Strange ended up being her mentor, you know, throughout the film. And they built, like, you know, this trust relationship. She was like, you know, throughout that film was like, how can I trust you? And Doctor Strange just took his word, like, I'm going to do everything in my power to protect you. And back to Wanda, like, he was trying to, you know... Like, try to persuade her not to do all these evil things. Like, don't, like, it's crazy how Scarlet Witch was not a hero in this film. She was the main antagonist. She was the villain. Like, she had somewhat of a negative character arc, right? A negative character arc. Where someone goes through this dramatic change in a negative way. Like, they may start off as, like, as a hero, but 
something in their mind made them think like, hey, you know, why am I doing this? This is what I want. It may be something over with greed or something that is triggering them to do evil. And like they're and Wanda, I'm going to be real with you. She was being bitter. She was being, you know, not saying spoiled in a way. Well, now, nah, yeah, she was being spoiled. She was spoiled in this film where she was like, hey, I want to see my kids. I want, this is what I want. I want my sons because in the beginning of the movie, she's having these, you know, these dreams about her sons and WandaVision. Like she wants to see her kids again, but they're not real. So what she's doing is doing everything in her power to get to her kids and alternate universes. And that's what I failed to mention. They have alternate universes in this movie, which is pretty cool. Which I think is pretty badass. And man, like, bro, like, the way how she displays her powers is just amazing in this film. And also, I failed to mention, you know, talking about, they got a couple of surprises. Like, they had Mr. Fantastic in the film, Captain Marvel. Um, in the film, not the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel, but the what is it, Maria Ramble? I think it's Maria Ramble. Yeah, Maria Ramble from Captain Marvel in an alternate universe. Peggy Carter, aka Captain Carter, and he pretty much the female Captain America, Mister Fantastic, and I, I think I did say Mister Fantastic already, and also. The surprise that had me like, yo, bro, I was like, is this really happening right now? Is this really happening? They had my man, Charles Xavier, in the movie, Patrick Stewart from the X-Men, you know, film. And this is a this is like a different reality, right? But different reality, Charles Xavier. He didn't come in with the metal wheelchair. He came in there with the hovering wheelchair that you see from the X-Men 92 series. The 90s series, which is one of my favorite superhero series besides Batman animated from the 90s. But man, I love this film. I give it a 8 out of 10. I would put it as far as like the, a top 10 film as far as like the MCU I want to say it's up there with Endgame or the last Spider-Man film or Captain not Captain Marvel uh, Captain America Civil War and Infinity War I will put it up there with like maybe the first Iron Man Thor Ragnarok Black Panther though those movies but that was a great film and I loved it now, we are going to talk about WrestleMania backlash that happened on Sunday. Me and my friends watched it, and I had to, you know, we watched some of the matches, right? Because I was so busy on Sunday, I was watching basketball. Um, Seth Rollins faced against Cody Rhodes. That was the match of the night, in my opinion. And it was probably neck and neck with the match that they had on um, at WrestleMania. So, like, that was great all around. They was doing some high flyers. 
Uh, Cody Rhodes was, he did like a moonsault. And he missed Seth Rollins on one of those, you know, on one of those uh, moments. Or like, you know, he just just moved out the way and puts, what's his name in the pedigree, uh, Cody Rhodes. And I knew Cody Rhodes was going to win the match, but I overall thought it was great. Right? And hopefully they'll keep this feud going for real. I love it. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda. Big step up. It's, this one was way better than the one from WrestleMania. Ronda ended up winning the match, even though she was getting her ass kicked most of the most of the time. But, hey, she got a belt. She got a title. Great match overall. Edge. I said Edge. Edge versus AJ Styles. Man. Yeah, overall, I'm going to say this before I get into the match. This was overall a good show. This is overall a good show. Like, I'm not saying... It was better than WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania night. But, bro, it is just something that if you are like a wrestling fan, I suggest you go watch this if you haven't seen it already. Now, Edge versus AJ Styles. And Damian Priest was banned from the ringside. And the chemistry is good. They're going back and forth. All of a sudden, Damian Priest, you know, trying to make a distraction like during towards the end of the match. However, Finn Balor snuck up behind him and attacked him. Right? So Edge will um like not cause uh AJ Styles a match, but there was a mystery uh person that came from the crowd, or I believe from like under the ring, how they usually do it. And an unmasked Per, uh, unmasked wrestler caused AJ Styles to match and that person ended up being Rhea Ripley we were like bro I was stunned like Rhea Ripley is that yo she the truth and she's now in the group judgment with Edge and Damian Priest that was like yo hold up They this is pretty much what I would say is like the new Brood, like this is like the new brood, and man, I loved every moment of it. I thought that was dope. Bobby Lashley versus Omos, thought that was a solid match. Um, Omos ended up winning, and I see that in the ring, he's getting better. Like, you know, he's more comfortable now, just like Ronda Rousey, she's more comfortable now in her match that he she had with Charlotte, but Bobby Lashley, like, you know. He, you know, just had that thing with Omos that it was really connecting. The chemistry was there. It was so believable. I thought at one point he was going to pull off a Goldberg and, like, lift him up and, like, possibly do, like, a suplex towards him. Like, what they did. Well, when I mean they, I'm talking about Goldberg versus Giant, a.k.a. The Big Show, back on WCW. But, you know, that didn't happen. But the match was overall good. And now we're going to go to the main event, Bloodline versus RK Bro and Drew McIntyre. And, man, I really thought Randy was going to put, like, a RKO the uh, Roman Reigns. And this was a six-man tag team match. Overall, it was super good. Randy, this was, like, Randy's night. I thought he was going to put... 
Roman Reigns in the RKO. But, you know, Bloodline ended up winning the match. Roman Reigns is that dude right now. And he is the top guy. Can't knock that. And I'm hoping later in the future that Randy might get an opportunity to face Roman in, like, maybe SummerSlam or, or, let's see, possibly another pay-per-view. And Drew McIntyre, I feel... His presence was known in the match as well. He could be a contender facing against Roman Reigns. So, like, it's even though Roman is the guy right now, I feel like anyone could be champion, undisputed champion. But, you know, that was a good, you know, solid WrestleMania backlash. Now we are moving on to LMA's album, doing an album review from LMA, Heart on My Sleeve. And... I'm an LMA fan. She's one of my favorite new singers. Like, my favorite uh, singers of all time would be Beyonce, Jill Scott, Erica Badu, Janelle Monet, and Marsha Ambrosia. Like, you know, they're like the OGs of the game for real. But, um, and from the new breed is LMA and Ari Lennox. So, like, um, I was listening to, I had high anticipation for this album, and I knew, you know, LMA was going to have something to say, and this is her sophomore album, her first uh, self-titled album, LMA, I felt it was overlooked, underrated, one of my favorite songs off the album is called Close, and, you know, she just delivered on that album, for real. Slept on. I, I don't know why LMA don't really get brought up as like one of the new breeds as far as one of the that's like the face of R&B right now. Like one of the new faces like Ari Lennox, Summer Walker, uh, her, those names. But I'm going to get into this album, right? She said on the interview with... On the Breakfast Club, she recorded like maybe the 60 to 80 songs for this. And I'm like, that's a whole lot of material. That's a whole lot of content. And she really delivered on this album. I'm going to talk about the songs that really stood out to me. Trying is like the beginning song where she is basically talking about how, okay, you're not typically my type, but I still admire you of actually trying to get my attention. And you know what I'm saying? All of that. And like, you know, I feel like that was a good starting for the um, album. Not Another Love Song. Let me talk about Not Another Love Song. I felt like that well, that song been out for like at least two years. I remember it came out twenty twenty, right? But in this one, right at the end, what she did different was she added Mary J. Blige for like an ending, like you know, towards the song. Talk about always guard your heart. Don't let nothing you know dictate where your heart goes. Like, believe, like, you know how Mary is. You know what I'm saying? When we love Mary, bigs up to Mary for, like, you know, she's on there, not not singing, but, like, you know, giving LMA some advice. 
Another song that I really enjoyed was Don't Fuck Me Up. I'm like, this is like one of the singles that I thought that was like, yeah, don't fuck me up, don't ring it down. Be around. I'm like, and let me say this too, right? You probably never heard this before, but LMA, in my opinion, is like a crossover between Chris Brown and Rihanna, right? It's like if they fuse together and they become this one girl, LMA, and she has that, you know, that high tone that's very soft, but she could be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> there's so many ways. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's kind of like something Chris Brown would do, right? And Pieces is also a good song. And um, Leave You Alone, also a good song. Power of a Woman. It reminds me of something that Beyonce would do. With that tone of what she's juicing. You know what I'm saying? I love, like, that's just dope. Like, I'm not saying this album is a classic. Like, it's too early to call an album a classic. But I think, I thought this album was very good. The song that had Lada on there, her feature was pretty good. The only thing I didn't, you know, like from the album was that she had Roddy Rich on there. And I felt like he wasn't really needed. Like, she could have used someone else, like, maybe, like, a, someone like a J. Cole or possibly a little Baby as a feature on that. You know what I'm saying? I felt like they would have fit better than um, Roddy Rich. No disrespect to Roddy Rich. I felt like he just didn't fit the album at all. Lucky Day, the song she did with Lucky Day was good, and... You know, she, I felt like with LMA on this album, right, she has that signature something about her, whether it's like a saying or whatever it is. Like, she's all like, when I think about deepening in my feelings, when she, when someone says that, I'm getting the LMA. I'm getting that LMA vibe. But people may talk about it like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, overdone might be repetitive or like blah 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 I don't think it is like people you know Michael Jackson had like the he he you know said that was his thing Pritz was like you know had his own um talking about with his uh signature toe like ah like that you know what I'm <laughs> like people had their old signature toes and like you know, LMA, you know, I feel like the feel is like, when she says that, that's definitely her. It fits her perfect. And also, what you also got to understand with LMA, she is a water sign. She is a Scorpio. I am a Cancer. So, we're water signs. So, I could definitely relate of what she says. Like, you know, if she's like really deep in love with somebody and like you do anything for that person and like you know it's just that feel like cancer's like when we love we love hard bro we really do love hard and scorpios love hard and it's scorpios pisces and cancers we're like those signs that if we get 
so attached to Subway, it's like, oh, they are the one. You know what I'm saying? And LMA all sauce like pieces and um break my heart, don't fuck me up. Like, you know, she's letting you know right there. And I, I can't forget about the song Fallen Angel, which I think is a really dope song. And she had Kurt Franklin on there. She had Kurt Franklin in the choir at the end of the joint. And, bro, I thought that was very clever and slick. And, bro, I give this album, let's see, what grade I would give it? I would give it a a B plus to an A minus. Like, you know, it may age better over time, and I feel like it will. And shout out to LMA for putting out a good album. And now, we're going to talk about Kung Fu Kenny, K-Dot, Kendrick Lamar dropped Heart, what, no, 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 no. He dropped a new song called The Heart Part 5. He dropped The Heart Part 5. I believe it was Sunday. And he put out a video first. When I um heard about it, uh, my man Juice, he put it in the group message where me and my boys be, you know, be talking. And the video, I was like, hold up, K Dot dropping mo- uh new music video. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna say this right hand now. Kendrick Lamar is the greatest artist of this generation. The greatest artist of this generation. And I respect Drake. I respect J. Cole. I think they're both dope. But there's something about Kendrick that when he drops something, a lot of people are going to talk about it because he's a artist artist. In my opinion, it's like, you know, Andre 3000 and Eminem fusing into one guy. That's Kendrick Lamar. That Heart Part 5 video was just something, man. He had a deep message of, like, you know, talking about what goes on in, like, in black communities, what's going on in the hood. And that last verse where it's, like, directly, like, you know, he's talking about Nipsey Hussle, like, bringing up, you know, his family. Like, you know, it, it was, like, one of those touching lyrics. You know what I'm saying? He just went off, bro. And, like... This album that's going to come out on Friday, I know he's going to have a lot to say. It's his last on TDE. But, man, Kendrick, I'm not going to say he's the greatest rapper of all time. But he takes his time with the material that he has. Like He's very, very meticulous. Very meticulous. He, like... I feel like what's going on in this new age is that they're trying to see what he's going to do next. Like, he is the one. He's Keanu Reeves. And like I said, he's an artist, artist. He's not a fast food rapper. And that's what I am I was talking about on the one of the last few episodes about fast food music. He's going to take his time and with the material that he has... You know, he's just going to wait. And, like, I don't care. He'll probably be like, yo, this album, now this song right here is good, but I don't think it fits the album. And sometimes I'm like that. Like, most artists are like that. Like, we want to make sure 
this song just fits. Because, like, when you're making an album, in my opinion, you are giving an auto, an audio book. You're giving out an audio book of a part of your life where you're at right now. And I feel like with this album that he's going to put out, it's going to be like, it's going to take the world by storm. And I love the visuals in the um, in the video where he uh, changed his face to Kobe Bryant, Nipsey Hussle, Jesse Smollett, Will Smith, OJ, and Kanye West. I was like, that's just, that's just something like a genius would do. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to K-Dot. This, I feel like this album is going to be, you know, I don't, like, I just know it's going to be good. I just know the album is going to be good. But that is the episode of the Free Spirit Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. You know, the segment. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. It is your man Jay Swan, and I will be back next week. Y'all be great. Y'all be blessed. And I'm out. <laughs>